0: welcome to the shine bright podcast i'm your host brianna castell my hope is that this podcast will be a place to encourage women to shine their lights brightly and authentically by unapologetically being who god called us to be you can expect to hear me talk about things like jesus how ghetto adulting is finances dating therapy and honestly everything in between my prayer is that each episode you will walk away feeling encouraged inspired and seen let's get into today's episode Hey y'all, welcome to this week's episode of the Shine Bright Podcast. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Brianna Cristel. So, this week's episode is actually going to be part one of a two part series called Trading Hustling for Harmony with my life coach, Ro. And you're going to hear a little bit about some of the things her and I are working on and just some of her overall tips, how she got into life coaching work, um, et cetera. So, Today's going to be part one, and next Wednesday will be part two, so stay tuned. And as always, please share the podcast, um, and if you enjoy this episode, don't forget to subscribe and to rate this podcast, especially if you listen on Apple Podcasts. It just helps more people be able to find the podcast. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Hey, I'm really excited to share with you guys um, just another human in my tribe. I feel like I've shared with many of my humans, many of my best friends and even my parents with you guys on the podcast. And so today I have another wonderful, amazing human in my tribe, Ro, who is actually my life coach, productivity coach, life strategist, so many things, good girlfriend. <laughs> and so welcome to the podcast, Ro. Thank you. Thank you. So glad to be here. You're looking fabulous, girl, as always. Well, most of our calls are always over the phone, but you <laughs> sounding like you look fabulous.
1: <laughs> you your my love.
0: Well, so happy to have you um, on the podcast. Uh, I have so many questions for you and just kind of want to dig deep. I think my listeners are really going to benefit from hearing from you and kind of the work that you do and the work that you've been doing with me (laughs) through this Mm -hmm. um, pandemic. But before we get into all of the great juicy stuff we have to talk about, um, my favorite question to kind of open up with on every one of my episodes and anytime I have somebody on is how is your heart? So it's been a. Um, I think the start of this week has been okay, but I think we're coming off of a heavy last week. Mm-hmm. So, um, how's your heart? I mean, you're a mom. You're doing home virtual homeschooling with the, with right. the boy. So, yeah, how's your heart this week? How are you feeling?
1: So well, thank you for asking. That is a fantastic question, considering we're all on this Corona coaster. You know, the emotional <laughs> roller coaster of this COVID nineteen pandemic. I love that. Um, I can honestly say that I'm truly grateful for just life in general and the bubble that I live in that doesn't allow me to feel the intense effects of the pandemic. Mm. Um, With that said, it's not lost on me all the things that are happening in the world, all the things that are happening in the media. So overall, um, the fact that I actually know that today is Monday, I'm doing good because my days have been scrambled. (laughs) Um, Overall, I am at peace and I'm super excited to be chatting with you tonight. So tell me, how's your heart, my love? Uh, Well, thanks
0: for asking. And thanks for answering that. Um, You know, my heart is actually doing pretty well as well. Um, I, you know, obviously cut my hair a few weeks ago. I don't know if it was last week and turned 27. And honestly, I don't know. I just feel like life is my oyster, even though 2020 has been caused a lot of bumps in the roads for many of us. Mm -hmm. I kind of like what you said, like, you know, it's not lost that there's this horrible tragedy that's going on mm. around the world. Um, and I have to remind myself not to feel guilty about like enjoying mm. parts of this season, because when there are people around you that, you know, have lost jobs or just going through some really tough stuff, you don't want to be like, oh my gosh, but let me let tell you how amazing. I'm loving this week. Um, but truly, like, somebody asked me today how 27 is treating me, and I'm like, it's my favorite year so far. Yay. Um, so I can't complain. I am, well, I can not complain about the, the sun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, there's balance. There is this one thing. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that the sun is not up when, when we wake up now because mm-hmm. of the seasons changing, I've realized that my heart and my mood is very... Um, weather dependent. So if it's a rainy day, if it's a cloudy day, I usually have to do a little bit extra to uh, shine Mm -hmm. bright. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so that has been a little bit of an adjustment, but I have been waking up a little bit earlier because now I have a bedtime, which we'll talk about. Um, (laughs) And so taking time to wake up earlier and just like do my devotion, talk to God and just like stir my heart for the day um, has been really helpful. So that's how yeah, and that's
1: just it right there. Like, it's one thing to say, oh, you know, I get depressed or I get sad when the weather changes and then just live with it. But you said, well, I realize that this is a trigger for me. I realize this is an issue. What can I do to change it? So I, lo- I just love that you have a solution to it. And you're like, yeah, it still affects me, but I am implementing these solutions. So kudos to you
0: girl yes I even bought myself a winter lamp it is coming on Friday it's a it's actually a winter lamp alarm clock that like wakes you up to like a sunrise simulation anyways it'll be here Friday so yes we're not just going to sit in this seasonal sadness we are going to do something about it
1: I've never heard about
0: that all right I'll, I'll text you about that we get off <laughs> But okay. Well, perfect. Thanks so much for answering that question. We have so much to get into. So I wanna, do want to jump right in. Um, first, let's start with giving a little bit of your background. So I call you my life coach, uh, productivity coach, good girlfriend, life strategist. I saw that on your website and I was like, ooh, that's exactly what she is. <laughs> so, but you also are so many other things. So please just tell my listeners all of the amazing things that encompass who you are as a human.
1: All right, so when you see my name, you're going to be like, well, how do you say that? So I'll start off by saying that my name is Roseanne Owagwe. Come on, pronunciation. (laughs) Right? Prior to being Owagwe, I was Angus. I'm a Jamaican girl. I was actually born in Hartford, Connecticut, but I lived in Jamaica for 16 years. Grew up there, went to high school there, and then moved back to New York for college. So I'm Jamaican. I love to travel. I'm a woman who loves God. I'm also a Christian-like, Brianna. Don't say Brianna. It's Brianna. (laughs) Um, And I always like to just start off by what I like to do. I don't like to lead with titles, but by way of titles, I am a mom of two. I have a three-year-old and a six-year-old. I am a wife. I've been married for seven years. I work in human resources, been doing that for the last 10 years. Like she said, I am a productivity coach and a life strategist. Um and woman, friend, on you know, the whole Great gift though.
0: giver, and encourager, wonderful <laughs> uh, <thank> texter. <laughs> so thank many you. things. Okay, so let's actually talk about how we met each other because I say <laughs> that you are one of my favorite things um, from 2020. Um, and so, yes, you are. <laughs> so do you want to share a little bit about like how we met and I'll jump in a little bit with the story too.
1: So I'll share from my perspective in terms of the way God works. So I found out that Yvonne Orji was going to be in Jersey. I'm like, ooh, I have to see her. She's going to do a comedy show. There's no way I'm not going to be there, right? So I buy tickets from me and my girlfriend. I said, hey, do you want to go? She's like, yeah. She's like, how much do I Oh, you? Don't worry about it. Long story short, she forgets about the event or has some kind of conflict. For whatever reason, she can't make the event. So I was like, okay, no problem. So I tried to get my other girlfriend to come to the concert, um, um, the comedy show. And she agreed. The day of, she wasn't feeling too good. It wasn't anything, you know, where I had to like go and see her. But she said, you know, she just really needed to sleep in. Fine. So I ended up going to the comedy show by myself run into um my client at the time, Tiffany the nista So I was hanging out with her and her sister. Don't just
0: brush past that. We all love the nista So let's talk about the Budget Nista and how she was there with you. And I was like, oh my gosh, the budgetista.
1: Totally fangirling. But because totally amazing. Um love that love that woman. Um so you know we're all there, but we didn't have seats together. So I'm on the line i see this gorgeous girl in these braids and i turn around and i'm like i love your braids and i'm like definitely fan, you know fangirling you and from there because i had this extra ticket i'm like come sit with me girl so you know we're sitting together and we're just talking and it's so amazing that if my friend didn't forget about the event and my other friend didn't feel like going to the event we probably wouldn't have met that conversation would have just been like hey nice your hair looks nice and that was, that was it so right. i just feel like god was all in it and it was intentional for us Girl. to meet so
0: a thousand percent okay let me tell from my perspective so at the so first rewinding back to my love of yvonne orgy i listened <laughs> to the jesus and jollof podcast and i have been listening like all of last year podcasts that she has with her and lovey and mm-hmm. when i was moving from indiana I saw that they had released the dates for their tour. And I don't believe that they were coming to Indianapolis, but I saw that they were going to Jersey and I saw it was in February. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be back in Jersey at the time. It's going to be wonderful. I tried to get so many of my friends to go with me. Like I tried to get my best friends to come up. I tried to get my uncle to come because he also likes Yvonne Orji. So Mm -hmm. many people and nobody would come. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to miss out on, I think, I think like, I missed out on the cheaper tickets mm-hmm. and i was like i went look back and i'm like oh my gosh there's so much more expensive i'm not gonna miss out on going to see one of my favorite comedians people i'm just gonna buy this ticket and i'll figure it out like clearly i moved to indiana by myself i'll figure it out
1: right so, and i just felt like
0: this piece about it like peace about like you'll be fine so i get there and there was this long line of people and it was like not really clear where we were going or whatever and then this girl, AKA you, turns around and goes, oh my gosh, I love your hair. And it was just like something about that compliment. And we just started talking. And I remember I was just like, oh, thanks. And somehow you and I started talking. I saw Tiffany, the budget Misa, and I was like, oh my God, who's that? And you were like, oh, my client. And I'm like, wait, what, what do you do? Like, excuse me, let's circle back. And you shared with me like that you were kind of a life coach, a productivity coach. And what's crazy is at the time I had this idea of wanting to launch this podcast. And Mm -hmm. I know that was something you and I talked about. And I was like, I know that I want to do it, but I don't want to get caught up in self-doubt. I don't want to get caught up in talking myself out of it, et cetera. And you basically gave me your card. And I thought that was going to be the end of our interaction because they were letting us back into the stadium or whatever the theater and then I go up to my seat. I wait till you, you're you like, you know, 20 seats ahead of me. And then you're like waving me to come down. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, girl, there's like mad seats. Like, you want me to walk all the way down there? Like, I think we exchanged information. So I'm like, girl, just text me. Like, this, right. this, is, this is hard. And I, you know, I went down and I was like, okay. And you were like, no, come sit here. And I was like, what do you mean? And you were like, oh, well, my friend is not coming. And I was like, okay, so I got to move up like 20 seats closer and to sit with you. We were laughing at all the jokes. And it was, I think a comedy show is just fun when you have somebody to laugh with. So I think that like enhanced my experience, just like us laughing at some of her jokes and things like that. And then afterwards it was history. Like we, I reached out and I was like, hey, I need help. And so Ro is who you have to thank for this podcast because I was really Um, shook to be honest I really wasn't going to do it and her kind of helping me coaching me and just holding me accountable along the way is why this podcast even
1: exists so this is the woman behind it all (laughs) well it's true I was just the best girl God had God had you pin you were going to release this podcast one way
0: (laughs) well yes maybe but (laughs) when the pandemic hit I was like (laughs) bro abort mission and I think if you hadn't been there to like hold my hand I probably would have pushed it off and prolonged it because of the pandemic so yes of course God is all up in this but I'm grateful for you as well my pleasure so all right well let's get into because I want to talk about all the things that you do the things that you and I are working through because I think you've helped me with a lot um, and I want to you know share some of the things that I've learned from you with my listeners as well but first and foremost, let's talk about what led you to want to pursue being a life strategist, life coach, productivity coach. Like, how did you know
1: that that was even something that was possible? And mm-hmm. yeah, how'd you get into it? So funny thing, the term productivity coach, I never heard that term until someone told someone that I was their productivity coach. I'm like, what? Okay, that's what I am. All right, I'll take it. Yes, so are. You know for some people growing up they just know what they want they knew they wanted to be a doctor they go to med school they become a doctor same thing with accountants they like numbers they like to crunch it they go and study and they become an accountant bam done right Mm -hmm. then you have the people who as early as age three they're pulling things apart and putting them together and their parents didn't see that as destructive behavior so they actually encourage them fast forward two decades later they're top engineers Mm -hmm. for me That was never the case. I never had that well-orchestrated plan where I'm like, oh, I want to be a teacher. I want to be a life coach. I knew I wanted to empower women, but that is like the broadest, most vague statement, right? Like, what does that even look like? (laughs) I want to help you. Exactly. I want to help you if I'm a people person. What does that mean? So what I realized is all the different industries that I've worked in, like, I don't even know if I told you this, but I used to be a teacher. Did I tell you that? No, ma'am. So I taught in China for two years. I used Whoa. to. Whoa! Yes, no, you Madam, <laughs> what? Explain, please. What? Allow me to reintroduce <laughs> myself, yes, please. Mom. Right. So Do I even know you? <laughs> I know, right? So I'm gonna skip over that real quick. But I taught in okay. China for two years. I was a consultant working with small small businesses. I work in human resources currently. I work in the transportation industry. All these different things, and I'm like. God, this is just one roller coaster called my life and nothing seems to fit together. Mm -hmm. So all those twists and turns in different industries, that actually helps me to function in my purpose today because now I can talk to my client who's a doctor and relate, I can talk to my client who was in finance, I can talk to different people in different industries and not just have this tunnel vision because I only knew one thing, right? Mm -hmm. So to answer your question, one, I'll say, I became a productive mommy in like 2013. I found myself dating, engaged, and married all in one year. So I've known my husband for 15 years, but January 2013, we started dating. July 2013, we got engaged, and October 2013, we got married. So in one year, I became a girlfriend, a fiance, fiance, and- A wife. A wife, right? And I'm like, this is cute. This is great. But then 11 months later, I had my first child. Two years after that, we had our second child. And I'm like, okay, so I like being a wife. I like this whole mom thing. But I had plans before all these people showed up, right? So I'm (laughs) like, how do I fit all the things that I want to fit in my life but still honor the roles and the assignments that God has given to me. Mm. So I knew I wasn't the only person struggling trying to figure out how to do more (laughs) with less time. Right. Mm. So once I started to put strategy to that, I'm like, I need to help other people find this freedom and experience this kind of harmony. So I guess I'd say this is not the life I chose. It's the life that chose me. Right. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's pretty much my story. Everything just happened in like such a short time. And I'm like, I still have things that I want to do and I've heard so many sad stories of motherhood kind of being like a graveyard where your dreams just kind of go and die and I'm like no that cannot be my story so I had to figure out and figure out quickly how to manage my time be accountable and make things happen and I would do right so one thing I will say really quickly is my friends used to joke they would say listen if you're going to do something and, and you, if you don't mean it, don't go wrong. because once you tell her she's going to be on <laughs> gonna you, she's going to hold, gonna you, hold account- you accountable. Right. <laughs> so it. that, you know, I, I used to do these challenges. Like I'll just send an email, like, Hey, 30 days left to the new year or five days to Q4. What do you, what do you need to do? And I would hold people accountable. And then the testimon- testimonials started coming in. I started seeing the impact. and I'm like, that's what I want to do. I would, um, let me put it like this have you ever been to a conference and you are like so motivated, so inspired, you get so hyped from the conference? Mm -hmm. I would go to a conference. I'm like, yes, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. And then I'm like, once I leave this conference, I'm going to start. And then I'm like, wait, hold up. How do you do it? When am I going to do it? I walked in as a mom. I'm still a mom. I walked in as a wife. I'm still a wife. I walked in with the same amount of time. How am I going to do more with the same amount of time? Right what I realized that I needed to be that bridge where people go from hype and and motivation and inspiration to actually results. And in between, Mm -hmm. and that bridge is actually accountability strategy, right? So that's what I I figured out.
0: And you definitely are the bridge. (laughs) For Um, sure. Between
1: like somebody's hype idea and like
0: actually seeing it through. I, yes, that is such a great analogy for what you are. And I hope that's on your website somewhere. (laughs) Nope. So? (laughs) so thank you for sharing that and i love that your story is one that did not start with oh i always knew i wanted to do this Mm -hmm. when i grew up because yeah there are there are people that wake up and they're like since two i knew i wanted to do blah 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 but there are a lot of us that are like absolutely not and so i love that you are also another example of like hey you might figure it out a little bit later and that's okay. But now you're doing what you want to do. And, you know, you learning to wear the mommy hat and the wife hat, and Mm -hmm. now helping other people to find that balance and that harmony is something that, you know, was birthed out of that. Um, Now you talk about harmony. And so I want to double click into that because as one of your clients, I know a big part of your coaching is all about Harmony. And your website actually says you distinguish your coaching by helping your clients pursue harmony, employ grace and strategy rather than hustling, grinding and struggling. And I want to talk a little bit more about how you teach people to do that, because I think we live in a time, right, especially now during COVID and everything, where I feel like everyone at the beginning of it, like everyone is telling you, if you don't come out of this with a new hustle or a new whatever, a new business idea, then you're a waste of space. But no one said like, hey, if you don't walk out of this, like having made time for yourself and learning how to Mm -hmm. care for yourself and learning um, how to be patient with yourself and give yourself grace, then you aren't successful. Like nobody was talking about the balance of like, okay, don't run yourself into the ground, but also take care of your mental health right now. I think there was Mm -hmm. a lot of emphasis on productivity. And when you came into my life, and I think I was very used to operating in a very high functioning, I'm going to get it done but I I didn't always take the time to think about like, okay, like how am I sleeping? Am I getting enough water? I remember on one of our calls, um, I was telling you about all the things that I had gotten done this week and you were like, okay, but did you talk to your mom this week? And I was like, um, I just told you about 30 things that got done this week. What do you mean? And you were like, okay, but did you make time for your friends? When are you going out? When, when are you taking a bubble bath? Mm-hmm. And you like forced me to start thinking of productivity, not just as checking things off my to-do list, but a balanced and harmonious mindset. So mm-hmm. talk a little bit more about like where that came from and how
1: you teach people to do that. Good. So I feel like a lot of the cultural messages right about now is, you can have it all. You need to do more. You just need to yeah. hustle, grind, right? So a lot of the content we're hearing right now is the struggle of the hustle culture, the starving artist. I have stable bills, so I need <laughs> steady income. Okay. <laughs> okay. The other thing is you mentioned activity is not productivity. Mm. So for me, strategy is very important. If I have 20 things on my to-do list, but none of them actually get me to check in off. The major goal, then all you're doing is doing, but you're not actually doing something that gets you to where you need to be. Mm-hmm. So I started to differentiate certain things like activity is not productivity. Okay, check. What is productivity? I need to redefine productivity because if productivity is just checking things off my list, then if the list that I'm making doesn't make sense or it's not what I need to do strategically, then I'm really not making any real accomplishments. The other thing that really used to upset me is this cliff jump conversation. People would tell you, oh, you need to cliff jump. You just need to take a leap of faith. You don't like your job. You need to put in your resignation or just show up and quit. Okay. Not good advice. You have to have a plan. If you're going to leave your job, make sure you have savings, not $20, but a couple months of rent. Make sure that you have a plan. What is it that you're going to be doing while you have this? Steady income coming in in order to facilitate what you need to get done. So, for me, I still have a full time job, even though I have my coaching business, but I look at my full time job as my investor. They're the ones who are giving me vacation days so I can travel, vacation days so I can incorporate self care and holding down the finances so that I can do what I need to do, right? Without like struggling. So, all that talk about struggling and hustling and grinding, I'm like, if you just exchange. Struggling for strategy. If you just exchange hustling for harmony and grinding for grace, you'd be in such a better. Come on, alliteration! You better preach, girl. I love that.
0: Hustling for harmony, struggling for strategy.
1: What was the last? Grinding for grace. That's it. You have to do that. Like you can name this podcast. (laughs) Grinding for grace. Listen, I, I am so passionate about that. And I want to touch on that um that whole motivation quote-unquote motivational meme of, you know, what you just said about coming out of quarantine with a new skill. Self-care has been so different for me. Back in the day, self-care used to be manicure, got my eyebrows done, massage, facial. That's still a part of my self-care sometimes but self-care right now is looking like going to the chiropractor because my tail has been sitting on a chair <laughs> with, with not proper back support. Self-care has been going to bed at 8 30 or 9 30 if I need to. Self-care has been about drinking water, you know, things like you said, mm-hmm. like, honestly speaking, those childhood punishments that you had, like no parties, go to bed early. Those childhood punishments are now my goals. Can't talk on phone after 8 o'clock. <laughs> right? Those are my goals right now. Like, I wish I could just take a nap. Like when my kids tell me they don't want to take a nap, I'm like, son, you don't even understand how much I you don't want to even nap know right the now. blessing. You are <laughs> you don't even know. So yeah, um, to your point, like, I just feel like if you're doing all these things, but the people who you care about can't see you, they don't know what's going on with you, then I don't think it's harmony. Harmony for me is all the parts working together. Mm. So you can have the things you want, but then sometimes it requires a trade-off, Right. So maybe I'll say, I'm going to have 30 minutes extra quality time with my kids. Maybe on that day, the dishes don't get done, right? That's the trade-off. Or I'll say, well, today you're going to eat on paper plates because I don't feel like watching this after we do this extra 30 minutes. So it's going to go in the garbage. So I just feel like in terms of harmony, it's just a, it's just about thinking about what matters and then becoming strategic enough. And then of course, the grace is you know, from God and just giving yourself grace.
0: I love all of that. And it really has forced me to change the muscle in which I think, and kind of, like you said, going from grinding to grace, like, Mm -hmm. yes, get your, get the things on your to-do list done because that does bring me joy when I'm like, oh, I'm checking things off. Like I do enjoy that. But to your point when you're like, okay, but like, what are you doing for yourself? And you talked Mm -hmm. a little bit about self-care. So I kind of want to dive into that a little bit. Um, So On your latest newsletter, I saw that a few of the quotes that you put out there about self-care, you said, self-care is a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Self-care is not selfish. Mm Self-care is critical and self-care is a discipline. And honestly, like all of those things really hit me because I think it was two weeks ago, you and I were talking about just how overwhelmed I was feeling with like all the things that I was doing and you helped me to realize it's because I had been sacrificing my self-care days. So before... Wednesdays with my self-care day and like okay my day to do nothing and then because you know I have so many people I want to catch up with so many things I want to do I would often slip things into that day and it would mm-hmm. no longer be a self-care day Um right. and so when I was talking to you you were like okay but like when have you taken time for you and I was like I haven't <laughs> and so you've just and I love how you said like self-care is a discipline it really is and so for Mm -hmm. me as of the past two weeks self-care has looked like a bedtime because self-care and the way that I love me is by getting eight hours of sleep and so (laughs) I literally forced myself now to be in bed by like 10 o'clock and it has Mm -hmm. like changed my whole wake-up routine self-care today actually was going I love reading but I haven't had time to read yeah. So self-care was going to the bookstore and getting a novel that like, when I tell you, I'm so excited when we get off of this call, like I'm going to dive into this novel. I'm so excited.
1: Yay.
0: And it was also, I bought myself a bouquet of flowers because I really like flowers. I got uh, myself some for my birthday last week and I was like, wait, why am I waiting to buy myself flowers? So I went to stop and shop, got myself some flowers and absolutely love them and made myself a bouquet so those are kind of some of the things that self-care looks like for me um mm-hmm. and that I'm just oh and also painting my nails they're mm-hmm. a little chip right now so maybe I'm not <laughs> loving on my nails that much this week but those okay. are just some of the ways that I um am becoming more disciplined in self-care mm-hmm. and it definitely is not easy so would yeah. love to know a little bit more about your philosophy on self-care and what you said self-care right now looks like you going to the chiropractor which I feel yeah. that um, but kind of what does self care look like for you, and what's some of your advice that you might have for someone that's struggling with self care? So, I know that okay. was like 80 questions, but you got this girl. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so, for me, I would start by defining self care because, like you said in those quotes that you mentioned, self care is not just an indulgence. And that's why a lot of women feel so much guilt around taking time for, their, for themselves because they feel oh, I'm taking away from time with my kid. I'm taking away from time with, you know, X, Y, Z, fill in the blank of all these other things that I could be doing. But when you realize that it's not just you indulging in a bubble bath, it's not just you, it's not you being selfish at all. When you realize that it's a discipline, it actually takes away the warm and fuzzy from it, right? Mm -hmm. So it becomes, wait, just like how you need to work out so that you can have strong muscles and great health, self-care is actually a discipline. So my philosophy on self-care is simply doing what you need to do when you do when you need it, right? Mm. So if you need quality time with your girlfriends, then that's self-care for that day. If you need sleep, then that's self-care. If it's personal maintenance, like, all right, nails looking crazy, let me get that done. Self-care is whatever you need in the moment and then just completing it. So that's pretty much my philosophy. Um, the way I see it is, you say no to other things or to other people. So you can say yes to yourself.
0: And when you say yes to other people, sometimes you're saying no to yourself. And you Absolutely. helped me to realize that because I was feeling guilty about not, you know, just getting to catch up with all of my friends. And you yeah. were like, okay, you're saying yes to them, but you're saying no to yourself. And I was mm-hmm. like, girl, you're right. <laughs> I shouldn't be telling myself no for my bubble bath or sleep.
1: So I love that. And that's where the balance and the harmony comes in, right? So it's not every single event that you're going to go to, or it's not, I'm going to say no to everything. It's harmony. Can I fit it in this? For me, like, and I just want to say, like, you have me out here sounding like a rock star, What people, what your listeners need to know is that anyone who is an expert, they just made a lot of mistakes, right? So I made a lot of mistakes in these areas and that's why I have this this knowledge. Let's just be clear on that. (laughs) I remember when the quarantine first hit, everybody was feeling so isolated that everyone wanted to connect. Mm -hmm. When I tell you that I was on every Zoom call, every Zoom prayer, every Zoom funeral, every Zoom marriage, I was on everything. Mm -hmm. One day someone invited me to a Zoom thing and I just felt so triggered i'm like i do not want to hear anything about zoom and then for a good two weeks i was like nope decline decline because you get that fomo like oh man they're there's they're advertising this for ten dollars when normal's a thousand dollars or oh but courses. i haven't seen my friends all the promos all the things mm-hmm. um dj D- this DJ, DJ um, Nice or DJ, DJ Nice? I think it's DJ Nice, yes. Yeah. <laughs> DJ Nice, he got this going on, and I'm like, no, Oprah, so, everybody, <laughs> everybody, right? So you're trying to be on everything, you're trying to get everything, and then after a while, you realize you feel depleted, like mm-hmm. you you just ran yourself into the ground. So I had to start looking at what I was saying yes to, and you know, like you said, that's that's me saying no to myself. So just finding harmony knowing what works for you and being unapologetic about it because that guilt is real
0: yes it is and girl that is a (laughs) huge part of of why I think a lot of people struggle and I'll speak for myself like that was why I was struggling it's like I wasn't being unapologetic with it I was feeling guilty when I had so much on my to-do list and then people were like oh when can we hang out and I was like oh November's looking open (laughs) and they were just like Girl, what do you mean that's four months from now? And I would just feel bad because I'm like, you know, like, because this pandemic has reminded me how much you do want to connect with people and like how short life is. You're like, I want to make time for everybody. But like you said, you have to be unapologetic with it. And I love. Like, you know, the harmony, you think about what the trade-off is going to be, but do not run yourself into the ground trying to um, be everything for everyone. And so I love that you said self-care is whatever you need in that moment. So it doesn't have to be the same thing every day or every week, um, but it's just taking the time to say, what do I need right now? Is it, I need more water? Is it, Mm -hmm. like you said, I need a nap? Is it, I need to take a walk? Is it, I need to turn my phone off and silence all my apps? I need to call my mom or my dad and just like say hello whatever it is like take the time for whoever you are listening like take the time to just check in and say what do I need right now and make the
1: space and the time for that right and then one of the things we talked about was giving the advantage and having friends where it's mutually beneficial right so I know you're an ambivert you go between introvert and extrovert so
0: your friends also need to realize huh
1: (laughs) I said you just better know me, <laughs> <laughs> right? Your friends need to also realize that every time you give them, you're also drained at the end of the, at the end of that session, right? So they okay. should also say, I know you love me. I'm going to give you space. And that's something I actually learned from my girlfriend where she would say, all right, I need to go check in with Ro because I know Rose's love language is quality time. And then after a while, I, I started thinking about it, like she's giving me quality time because she knows I need it and because she knows I want it.
0: But why don't i I give her her
1: the advantage and say you're an introvert you like your space i know you love me even if even if it's from a distance and that's where you know the friendship becomes mutual it's mutually beneficial she gets to spend time with me when she wants to but i don't make her feel guilty for not wanting to it's nothing personal against me she just needs her time Mm -hmm. and to tell you the truth that actually helped me in my marriage because my husband is like big personality. So we would be in church and he's like the center of attention. He's <laughs> loud and he's passionate and he's talking about all this stuff. And then we'd come home and I'm like, Yeah, so let's keep talking. And he's looking at me like, I'm tired. I <laughs> oh yeah, but- <laughs> think that the man that I married is an introvert. So I've heard people talk about the cave, like, you know, a man is gonna be in their man cave, but in my head, that's a physical cave. I'm like, Wait, you just gonna be in the cave on the couch beside me? Like <laughs> is that what we're doing so I had to realize that he's actually an ambivert just like you so he's outside and he's getting the energy from being with all these people but then after he gets home he's like oh, I'm, I'm done, done. With that. <laughs> I'm, and I'm like oh I was looking for round two like what's going on <laughs> so you know it's about knowing your people communicating and then back to the harmony and I think it's also about you
0: knowing yourself and being able to communicate that like I actually so I do not enjoy talking on the phone but obviously COVID oh. has made that a little bit of a necessity and I've had to stretch myself with that and so I was having a conversation with a friend the other day and just telling them I do not enjoy talking on the phone and so when I do that know that that is not because that's not my default it's not because I want to it's because I know right. that I want to catch up with you but I was like hey if I because what had happened was I had texted them something I was getting ready to go to church and I wanted to follow up with them about something they had told me about but I didn't mm-hmm. have time to get on the phone and talk to them about it so I text them about it. And then they responded by calling me and I'm like, no, like, no, (laughs) I was like, I texted you because I don't have time to talk on the phone. (laughs) So they were like, oh, call me when you're free. And I'm like, no, I'm not free. (laughs) Like I had to, anyways, I had to like call that person and basically say like, Hey, I don't know if you realize, but I don't enjoy talking on the phone and we've talked Mm -hmm. on the phone a lot. And so I do want to catch up and I want to know what's going on in your life but I just don't wanna do it over the phone. If you feel yeah. like you need to hear my voice, send me a voice note and I'll send you one back. But like, I just can't. And this person was actually surprised. They were like, you don't like to talk on the phone, but you do it all the time. And I was like, yeah, because- I be- love you. Right, because I love you and you'd be calling me all the time and you be responding to my text with a phone call, but right. I think, I say all that to say that I think it's also important to be honest with your people about mm-hmm. when things drain you and not to push yourself past your boundaries. Yes. all the time just because you love that person I mean be flexible because again I can't expect this person you know they do like to talk on the phone their love language is quality time and COVID yeah. has made that hard so fine I will flex and talk <laughs> to you on the phone every now and again but stop responding to my text messages <laughs> with the phone call so right. I just think it's important like bringing it back full circle it's just important to know your boundaries and communicate mm-hmm. them and your loved ones should be willing to meet you where you are. And of course, you compromise and yeah. you you know, you be flexible one way or the other, but you have to actually communicate
1: that thing. You can't expect people to read your mind and know your boundaries. Those are good words. Communicate, boundaries, um, harmony, all that. And I can actually relate to that, even though I am an extrovert. I remember I, I got a job as I was working in human resources. But right as I got the job, we turned into a shared services, which means that we were taking over functions from different agencies, but instead of it being walk-ins and face-to-face communication, everything was done by email and um, phone. Yeah. So I would spend eight hours on the phone. And then I realized I wasn't calling my parents. I wasn't calling my friends. Whenever people call me, I would just text them back. And I was like, what is going on with me? I spent so much negative energy time on the phone. Like my calls were high volume, but it was bad volume like Mm. the only time they called us was when something was wrong so it wasn't a pleasant conversation right it wasn't like you and I are coaching or I'm talking to you or my girlfriend it's like a super soul fireside chat it wasn't that conversation so to me I associated with phone ringing with drama Mm. (laughs) negative energy and I was just like avoiding everyone dodging everyone so to your point the onus was on me to communicate not that I don't love you. I just cannot do the phone. You want to meet up, I'll meet up. So obviously now to your point with COVID, it's always, it's not always possible or with, you know, people's distances, but definitely communicate and say, this is what I need. This is what I can give you and be unapologetic about it. Easier said than done, Mm -hmm. but work on it. (laughs)
0: Yes. And when people aren't used to you setting a boundary, they might buck back or push back a little bit for sure. (laughs) Um, But you just. You just stay strong in that. Yes, I've definitely had to do a little bit of standing my ground lately, Um, but in the end, it just it helps you to have this harmony. Yeah. So I love that. So thank you so much for sharing that. And just I mean, I think we went on a whole rabbit hole around self care and balance and boundaries, but I think it was super helpful. Um, So I actually want to dig in a little bit on something that you've helped me to work through. So I did an Instagram post the other day about Mm self-sabotage. And I remember I was telling you, so for my listeners that are listening, I've I've shared this, that I'm working on this personal finance course talking about how I've paid down like $46,000, $47,000 in debt. I got just a little bit more to go. Um, By the end of this year, it'll all be paid off. Um, how I save, how I budget, all of that stuff. My whole money story and my money Mm -hmm. mindset. I remember telling you that I was afraid to do this because I'm like, there's so many other people doing it. Clearly, obviously Mm -hmm. you work with a budget Nisa and this is like her world as well. And so me just feeling like overwhelmed and like kind of feeling like I was sabotaging myself. And I remember you Mm -hmm. telling me like that it was actually selfish of me to choose to hoard. And I will not forget that you call me selfish. (laughs) But you told me that it was selfish of me to choose to hoard what God gave me to share. And that really stuck with me. And so I would love to know, like, what is some of your biggest advice for people that get caught up in this self-sabotage mindset, this thinking that everyone else can do it, but I can't do it, or, you know, I'm not good enough, et cetera.
1: I called you selfish? That was harsh. <laughs> you did
0: call me selfish. Yes, you did. <laughs> I
1: remember vividly, and I do I'm glad that I said it. So i I don't You do. I know how to push your buttons, but before I answer the question, what I will say about you is what I love about you is you know that any pushback that I give you or any introspection, it's sheer love. And you don't take it personally. You might give me a little dramatic response, but you put on your big girl undies and then you you know, step up to the plate. And what you should know and you do know is that if I didn't care, i would just be like, okay, if that works for you or how has that worked for you, right? Uh, So so for me, what I realized in my own life is God loves me just the way that I am, but he doesn't allow me to stay the same, right? So he's constantly working on me and I extend that same love to my clients. If I see a blind spot, I'm going to call it out. I'm going to call it out quickly. Loudly, multiple times. (laughs) Uh, Because, you know, change is inevitable. Things are going to change, but growth, that's optional. That's a choice. So the way I see it is that the world is waiting on you. Like, imagine, like when you walk down the aisles, you see all these... Beauty products, you see all these different detergents. Imagine if all these companies said, Oh, you know, they already made tags, so let me not even bother. Bounty, forget it, you know. Or these beauty companies who are making all these lipsticks or making all these hair care products. Imagine if they said, Oh, the the market is oversaturated, so I'm not going to do it. There are some people who you can speak to who I'll never reach. And that's not a deficiency in me, it's just your secret sauce is what they're looking for, and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So the way I think of it is, you have a certain pizzazz, you have cadence, you have a style and there's room for you. And there's room for other people who have similar gifts like you. So for anyone who, you know, is just thinking, Oh, um, you know, the market is oversaturated. There's no room. I'm too late. I would just say, stop shrinking mm-hmm. by now. Your listeners should know that I have no chili, no filter. So <laughs> none,
0: yeah, but all I'd
1: say, like, what's the worst that could happen? You put it out there. No one buys it okay, keep it moving. You tweak it, you put it out again. I would really say stop shrinking. What causes us to shrink? It's that unbelief. It's that doubt. If you believe that God told you that you're more than a conqueror, then that's the end of the story. What's the problem? Basically, if it's not okay, then it's not the end because he said it was going to be okay in the end, right? So we need to just get out of our own way. And again, I am talking to myself because... You know me, I don't like to sell, I don't like to promote myself, but I have realized that I'll do it for you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. There's certain things that God has given me as a talent and a gift, and it's not for me. It's not for me to put under the bed. It is for me to shine bright. Okay, come on, run the podcast. (laughs) Okay. And we need to stop listening to the haters because a hater is just someone who's shrinking. They're wondering, who do you think you are? And we need to replace all those negative thoughts and replace them with confessions and the word of God and affirmations and stop listening to the haters. And if the hater is the voice in your head, mm-hmm. you need That's to change most of time,
0: it. Most the the hater is us, like our negative voice. Yeah. So it's not always, oh, something that somebody else said. Sometimes right. it's you telling yourself, who do you think you are? What makes you qualified to do that? Who's gonna wanna buy from you? All that mm-hmm. other stuff. And to your point, you gotta talk to that voice and be like, baby girl, like, first of all, ain't nobody asked you, second of all, God has made me qualified, and so I'm over here laughing at, like, you know, you, because this is literally, for everyone that's listening, this is literally what our coaching calls sound like, like, (laughs) so, you know, basically, yeah, Ro is definitely gonna, like, share um, where you can find her at the end of this, but if you are feeling this, like, this is what this is what our calls sound like when she is coaching me and she is telling me, stop shrinking. What are you afraid of? So <laughs> definitely know that
1: this is what it sounds like. Yeah, I would just say, you know, whoever is out there who can resonate to both of us because we've been through it. And it's not like we've been through it, got over it and we're, we've arrived. We go through it, right? You know, there's still different iterations and versions of, of feeling that way. I would just say disrupt that old thinking. That thinking does not serve you. No more self-sabotage. You are enough. And what I realized in my own life is that when I give myself permission, I also give other people permission. They look at me and be like, okay, Rose, so Ro thinks you could do that? Well, I guess I could do that too, right? So we're giving other people permissions for them to also shine bright and to be unapologetically who they have been called to be. So go ahead and unleash.
0: (laughs) Our greatest fear, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. It is that we are... I don't know the rest of it, but basically that we shine brighter than we could even imagine. That's my biggest
1: phrase. for it. You know that is one of my favorite quotes.
0: Uh, Yes. beyond measure. Come on. Yes, exactly. And when, at the end of that quote, it says like, when you shine your light, you give people permission to do the same thing. So basically what you just said. And like, even with this podcast, I've had people, you know how afraid I was to start this podcast. You know how I was like, I don't know, I can't do it. (laughs) And I literally had somebody the other day like, Set up time with me to talk through how to start a podcast. And they were sounding probably how I was sounding back in right. March when I was like, Okay, how, how do I do this? Who's gonna want to listen? And I had to tell her, she's like, Oh, well, you know, I'm not like you and this not my like, girl, I'm not like me. Like, I don't know what this image you have of who me is, but like Hello. I go through my self-doubt and stuff too. And so, but me by me pushing past it, by me, like you said, showing up and saying, like, okay, I'm not gonna shrink and doing this mm-hmm. podcast now she's getting ready to start hers and she's going to be sharing with her people and it's like small little fires that catch on and and shine bright and
1: you know i'm all about a of fire girl yes we're excited uh, come on plug the business <laughs> and i just have to ask you a quick question just for the listeners she's Ooh. like girl this is my show interviewer <laughs> interviewer. quick question how long have you been um on this podcast journey
0: um, I started at the beginning of April, you know, the answer to that question. April.
1: So how many followers do you have? Like probably 10, a hundred followers on like on the listeners, podcast, sorry, I'm really listeners. Like, um, you're annoying. Anyways,
0: <laughs> <laughs> we are coming up. We're close to 6,000. We are at, uh, 5,700, something like that as of today. That
1: is ridiculous. April through September. And you have 6k followers, listeners. Yes, ma'am. Okay. It, I, I just was wanted out. to. <laughs> I just wanted to put that out there for the person saying, "Oh, nobody's gonna listen." Well, she thought so too. But it Literally. sounds like there were five thousand seven hundred random people who wanted to listen. So go ahead and <laughs> go ahead and release whatever you got to release.
0: <laughs> okay. Boom. Mic drop right there. <laughs> so She's like, I'm taking my show back. <laughs> right. <laughs> back to my questions. <laughs> no, no, I love that, and it's so true. Like, I, when I first started, I think maybe like I was getting. I think 20 listens in a day was like, wow. Yeah. And this past week I got like 70 and it was like, oh my goodness. Ooh. Like that is amazing. Um, so yeah, whoever you are, and these aren't
1: your cousins. You don't know yeah. these people.
0: <laughs> I mean, some of them I do know, but you're right. I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely a lot of people and a lot of fireflies that are coming from all over the world. And I am mm-hmm. just, you know, they'll send me messages and I'll be like, oh my goodness, you're in Rwanda or you're in Germany what? or Ireland. It's, you know, it's just amazing to see how God is using this, but it starts with you, you know, pushing past that fear and not shrinking and saying, yeah. yes, God, like you've given me something um, and I'm going to choose to use it um, and not be selfish and hoard it. Um, and so I love that gentle yet sharp push and reminder <laughs> from you that that is what um, I needed. All right, I told you guys this is going to be a two-part series. So we're going to wrap here for this week. Hopefully you got some great gems from this episode. Definitely check out the um, show notes for this episode so you can find out more about how to work with Roe, and um, just more about the courses and things that she offers around productivity and um, just life coaching in general. So stay tuned for next week's episode. And if you enjoyed this week's episode, please like, comment, subscribe, and rate this podcast. It helps other people to find the podcast and just make Shine Bright Podcast more discoverable. But all right, I hope you guys find a reason to shine bright on purpose this week. And I look forward to chatting with you guys next week.